0: Please listen carefully. Before we get started, a content preview. Today's episode talks about death and suicide. This can be really intense, and it may bring up personal reactions.
1: If you are having thoughts about suicide, there is help available. And this is the time to talk to someone you trust.
0: In the United States, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's also a crisis text line, 741-741. If you're in another part of the world, you can also type suicide prevention into Google.
1: We care about you and we want you to be safe.
0: Thanks for listening. On to the show. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, James. Welcome back to another episode of Picture This.
1: Picture This.
0: We're talking about 13 Reasons Why, the popular Netflix show that has come out over the last couple of years, and we're talking about it from a psychiatric perspective.
1: Yeah, and for today's episode, we're going to be focusing mostly on reactions to suicide. How does one respond when someone they know has attempted suicide?
0: This really stood out to me as I watched the different episodes, which each one was kind of focused on a different character by Mm -hmm. and large. And I just noticed that they reacted so differently. For instance, there's this character, Alex Standall, who's the young guy with sort of bleached hair. And he gets really angry afterwards. Like Mm -hmm. this happens. He punches someone.
1: I think he engages in some kind of risky behaviors, like Mm -hmm. driving really fast. Yep,
0: exactly. He also at the end, really reacts with, I would say, like an intense violence a- as he like shoots himself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a really intense reaction that's filtered through this lens of anger and violence.
1: Right. And so that is one type of reaction that someone could have. But there were mm-hmm. other people on the show that had different kinds of reactions. Yeah.
0: For instance, there was this character, Courtney, who was the student body resident. She reacted really differently. Right. Like, I don't want to make a big deal about this. Inwardly, But then outwardly, I'm going to start this fan club. I'm going to set up this memorial, this very picture perfect. This is what I think people expect the response to be.
1: Right. It was like this outward altruism, but kind of an internal like minimizing how much this probably is actually impacting her.
0: Exactly. There's a quote from her. She said this was her choice. She did this to herself which to me really speaks to like a distancing, right? Mm-hmm. So like this wasn't me, this was her. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes because suicide is so intense, it that the way people deal with it is by pushing it away. This was on them, not wanting to be involved. And the way she's doing that is like you said altruism, a sort of reaction formation you might say.
1: Right, absolutely. It's it, it's all done in the name of protecting herself, protecting Courtney from that deep pain that she is likely experiencing. Underneath all of the other defenses that she's engaging
0: in, exactly. There's a character Tony who plays a big part in this as well. He's the guy who drives the Mustang and is I would call him like the guardian angel character. Yeah,
1: he was like a magical person who just always knew when to show up. I yeah,
0: exactly. The Which, kind that
1: exist in movies, it, right. seems <laughs> <was like>. <laughs> say,
0: it felt a little problematic to me, but I agree. Uh, you know, Tony in my life sometimes, <laughs> but Tony was actually present at the time of her death, we learned somewhat later in the series, which is a lot of what's fueled his motivation to be this all-knowing figure. There's a moment, about two-thirds of the way through the series, when he tells Clay that this has happened and this is how he's involved, and he tells the story of what happened. He said, this is what happened, Here, here's what I were, here's I talked to her parents, the police did this, this is, and he uses a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. For some people telling the story of what they've witnessed or how they knew the person can be very healing in and of Mm -hmm, itself.
1: mm -hmm.
0: It's a way for your mind to make it into a narrative story that fits somehow that makes sense.
1: Right. It it probably helps the person to process all of the complex emotions that are in their mind and it it helps them to make meaning of what they've experienced
0: exactly and for some people talking about this is not helpful in fact Mm -hmm. it can be kind of traumatic yeah there's a range there yeah right for some people talking about things is like i'm going to relive this again and it's going to make me more distressed
1: was there someone in the show that did not want to talk about it
0: I felt like some of the group of, I would say, the, like the athletes, I was like Justin Foley and Bryce mm-hmm. were were not interested in dealing with it. I think in part they were worried about the repercussions for themselves, which may have been a big part of it. But also, even with just people internally, they still felt like they weren't actually addressing it, it, it to me. Mm-hmm. And then there's Clay, who's clearly the other half the protagonist's story. And he deals with this in a lot of different ways. And it fluctuates over the arc of the series. At first, there's a lot of searching, right? Why did this happen? That, I think, is a very normal kind of way to start. Mm -hmm. He then goes through this arc where he's feeling really dysregulated. He's all over the place. He can't sleep. He's thinking about this all the time. He drops his other obligations. He starts hallucinating at one point and is losing touch with what's going on also not uncommon like that is also a very recognized response to someone's death
1: yeah eventually it seems like he's able to kind of get through that more intense period where he was more dysregulated and he becomes more focused on almost kind of achieving justice for hannah in some way as though like that's gonna heal his pain
0: exactly he, there's a one point when he's talking to his mom outside of police station and he's saying i didn't know how empty i would feel and then he says it's like part of the world is gone and everyone else is moving on there's nothing i can do i can't save her i can't bring her back and i'm feeling really useless mm. is what he says to his mom mm-hmm. and that sense of emptiness that sense that like something's gone and there's just there's like a helplessness i think that often comes especially with suicide And the sense of, like, feeling really useless, which speaks to your point, which is people funnel that then into different ways, Mm -hmm. ways, right? Mm -hmm. It leads some people to feeling ineffective and hopeless and somewhat depressed, and it leads other people into action. I'm going to make this right. Mm -hmm. And there's several things where he himself takes revenge. Like, he takes that picture of the guy, and he, uh, like, uh, does a couple of other sort of, like, mean things to people in order to, like, quote, make this right.
1: And then he also... Gets Bryce, the athlete that raped Hannah, to confess what he did and tapes it. And it seems like they're going to turn over those tapes to the court or it's suggested that that may happen.
0: Stay tuned. Suggested. We've talked about, you know, only a few different characters, but already each one had a really different response. And, I mean, is that normal? Like, does that fit with your experience? Did the show do this right?
1: I think it did it portrayed like you said a wide range of reactions some very extreme some less so and all of all of those reactions are common and it's normal to have a different response depending on what's going on in your life at the time of the person's death.
0: I wonder if that makes people feel separate right like I'm going through it this way and you're going through it that way and we don't really see eye to eye on this. I saw that a little bit in her parents where they had somewhat different reactions and it created some strain in their relationship.
1: Yeah, I think it is very possible that people could feel more isolated navigating their own response, let alone having to deal with someone else's response and maybe not fully understanding why it's different from theirs. But I think it can also potentially bring people together having to grieve together. I think it probably is just context dependent.
0: Sure, absolutely. And And maybe how closely you know people, this whole school community could have this collective sense of like this happened to us. Whereas her parents seeing each other in a much more nuanced, detailed way and living with each other all the time. And so it actually was a little bit fractious. Mm -hmm. So the question that that raises for me is why? Why do people have such different responses to ostensibly the same situation?
1: Part of that response could be just the nature of violent death and how people respond to it. Yeah. So James, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about violent death and, and how people tend to respond to it.
0: Violent death and I'm gonna draw a lot on the work of Ted Rainierson here. Violent death is this idea that someone has died really suddenly, typically that would be by suicide, by homicide. Or in a really sudden medical way. For instance, like a cardiac arrest that took everyone by surprise and they died very quickly. Like Just
1: so something unexpected.
0: Exactly. And this idea that there was a violence, like life was taken as opposed to a, well, I would contrast violent death with natural death, which would be something like this person has had cancer, they've been struggling for years. This person has had a kidney failure. They had a transplant. It didn't take. We've known that they were getting worse over the last few weeks. Even the last few days, any sort of uh, preparation can sort of lead to this, this switch from not violence to more natural.
1: It seems like in some ways like that preparation period for the loved ones of the person who dies is adaptive in some way. And like not having that can kind of lead to these intense reactions that I think... We saw in 13 Reasons Why after Hannah's suicide.
0: Absolutely. The other component of violent death is that it really shines a spotlight on the act of death itself. It makes Mm -hmm. the act of death the most significant part of this.
1: As opposed to maybe celebrating the person's life and kind of focusing on that aspect of it.
0: Exactly. So classically, when a celebrity has died by suicide, there's a lot of discussion about the nitty gritty this is how they did it and this is who found them and but when somebody dies by in a more natural death way sometimes the the cause of death is mentioned but then it typically is mm-hmm. more about their life
1: it's rarely highlighted to the same extent i think if it's a vi- as opposed to if it's a violent death
0: mm-hmm. and i think the show really highlight i mean i would call this absolutely a violent death and i think the the reactions that people had are in response to that and it makes sense right and when you think about the word violence like we we all just react so differently to violence if you were to see something violent happen you could become really internal you could say no this didn't happen you could try and close off you could become angry yourself you could react and those are a lot of the similar things that we saw in the characters here
1: mhm whereas opposed to the natural death it it somehow feels more peaceful or something and Maybe people are just more accepting of, like, why this happened. It's clearer. It's simpler.
0: Mm -hmm. It doesn't leave you with a sense of searching or uncertainty.
1: Yeah. The natural death allows for more closure. Mm -hmm. So you can move on.
0: Yeah. And it's not to say that natural death is without sadness Mm. or loss or trauma. It, It just has a very different quality about it. The intensity of the death itself and this sort of spotlight on it combined with inherent parts of the the survivor's personality sort of ignites in this way that you see different different responses Mm -hmm. so clay reacted really differently than tony who reacted differently than justin foley because they themselves are different people and they have different responses to violence
1: one of our takeaways is that there's no like one correct way that one should respond to a death to a violent death
0: Absolutely, and if you were, for instance, talking to someone who had known someone who died by suicide, you might be curious with them to, to learn how they have reacted and what's that what that has been like for them, knowing that it could be really different from someone else. This show is called 13 Reasons Why, and like we talked about in the last episode, it focuses a lot about why this happened, but for me, actually what stood out as I watched the 13 hours of television that this was, all of the different reactions that people had and this interpersonal relationships that were affected as a result of this and the way that people took this forward in the future. So that stood out to me and that's why I wanted to really highlight the different ways that people react to suicide. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to hear what this was like for you and what some of your reactions were. It was a pretty intense thing to watch and we're going to talk a little bit more in the next episode about responding to that if you have thoughts let us know you can always send us a note on our website where you can also tell us what you'd like to hear about in the future and if there are other series we're keen to hear about that our website is
1: www.psychessentials.org
0: you can also check us out on twitter and facebook at psych check us out on itunes where you can rate comment and share our music is by javier suarez off his album tumbling dishes there's always a link on our website Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you for the next episode of Picture This.
1: Till next time.
0: Bye.